Exodus chapter 14, verses 17 and 18. Exodus chapter 14, verses 17 and 18. Exodus chapter 14, verses 17 and 18. Somebody is there, shout hallelujah. And I, behold, I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians, and they shall follow them. And I will get me honor upon Pharaoh, and upon all his hosts, upon his chariots, and upon his horsemen. Verse 18. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord, when I have gotten me honor upon Pharaoh, upon his chariots, and upon his horsemen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This uh, morning, our discussion, the topic of our discussion of our brief message is honoring God. Doing what? Honoring God. It's very, very important. Now, every victory that a child of God gets gives honor to God. In the passage that we read, God says he gets himself honor by defeating the enemy of his children to prove that he is the Lord. To prove that he reigns in the lives of his children. So that means when you as a child of God are moving from one struggle to the other on a daily basis or regular basis, God is not honored. It doesn't mean that a child of God will not face his challenges. Right? Because, but when you face your challenges, how does God get honored? Anybody? How does he get honored? By ensuring that in those challenges or through those challenges, you get what? You get victory. That's very important. In the passage that we just read, God said, I will get me honor upon Pharaoh and upon his host, his chariot, and his horsemen. I will honor myself with the victory I give you upon Pharaoh and his host. Isn't God wonderful? And he is saying to someone here today that this year I will fight for you. He is saying that this year your battle is not your battle, but it's my battle. He is saying that this year I will get victory upon those that want to overcome you. Tell somebody that is my God. So he is not saying, come, let's fight. Let's join to fight. He said, I will do what? I will fight for you. He said, I will give you victory. So that's very important. Every victory that the Lord gets gives him honor. And that's why I want to enjoy us here today. When it's time for us, I said this message is going to be short. I will make it as short as possible. When it's time for us to give testimony, don't be shy to testify. Testimony, don't be shy to testify. Because your victory 
will give honor to who? To God. When you tell the people that this is what God has done for me, that I want to give glory and honor to my God because of what he has done for me. Because one of the reasons God has done what he has done for you is that you might give him glory in the midst of the congregation. And say, this is what the Lord has done for me. That's why the Bible says in the book of Revelation chapter 12 verse 11, it says, they overcame him, by what? By the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their life unto the death. So when you testify of his goodness, you are declaring that God is good, his honor has been demonstrated in whose life? In whose life? In my life. I can tell you that God is good, and as far as this church is concerned, his honor has been demonstrated. That is why you are here. Definitely, that is why you are here. That's why you are here worshiping God today. That's why we can present an atmosphere that you can be free to lift up the name of the living God. That God may take all the glory. If only God will open your eyes to what he has done this morning already. This morning already, God has given, I mean, innumerable victory to individuals here today. Amen. God has, I mean, won battles that we don't even know we are fighting. And God has touched many of us with his healing power. Hallelujah. And our testimonies will be glorious and permanent in Jesus' name. Amen. I say our testimonies will be permanent in Jesus' name. Amen. That's very important. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Our God is a giver, true or false. Is God a giver? God is a giver. His provision for you gives him honor. So God is not honored in your lack. Amen? God is not honored in your poverty. Remember why I started. I said it is not God's, it doesn't mean you are not going to have what? Challenges. Oh, there will be days that you want to eat, there is nothing to eat. But if you can realize that those days are days that are preparing you for your testimony, then your approach will be different. If those days you wake up and there's nothing to eat, you look around and say, ah, this God said, and I went to church on Sunday. I don't even understand again. Those who are not even serving him, they have testimony. What is my own testimony? Is that the approach? Then you're already giving glory to who? To, to the devil. Then you are honoring the devil. But if that day that you look around and the best you have is a cup of water, and the water is so cold, and they've cut off the hydro, so there's even nothing to heat it with, and you begin to sing, You are Yahweh, yeah, you are Yahweh, you are Yahweh, you are Yahweh, yeah, you are Yahweh, you are Yahweh, you are Yahweh, Alpha and Omega. You are Yahweh, you are Yahweh, Alpha and 
your situation is like the situation my wife was in when I was, I came to Canada, I left my wife in Nigeria. And then they went to church, and she was, I mean, she was in the children's department, in the choir, she was everywhere. She kept herself busy because her husband was not there. And then she was trying to play with some children, and what happened? The mother of those children came and took the children away. And what did the statement they will make? When you try to discipline the children, they will say, oh, it's not your fault. It's because you don't have any. I don't know if you've heard that type of statement before. And then you want to go and hit your head against the Lord and say, God, which type of head is my own? Look at, even when I'm trying to serve you, they are doing what? They are mocking me, they are insulting me. And it's not even small insult. It's not the one they will say when you are not there. It's not they will do what? They will say to your face. <laughs> Today. Can anybody say she doesn't have a child? Can anybody say she doesn't have a home? I spoke to somebody's life here today. God will honor you. Amen. God will lift you up. Amen. Where they have been looking down on you, the time of your turnaround has come. Amen. God will give you a testimony that is different. Amen. Tell somebody different. Amen. And that will be your portion in Jesus' name. The father will say, God is honored as a giver in your difficult situation. It does not mean that the difficult situation will not arise. But when you stick to this God, he has never, tell somebody never. never. He has never failed anyone. I hope you realize that. The surname of Satan is what? Is failure. His name is Mr. Satan Failure. You can call him Mr. Devil Failure. Any name you want to call him, the last, the last is always what? Failure. That is him. That is not you. Amen. That's how I know. That in your situation, he has failed. Amen. That in your situation, he will fail. Amen. That whatever you are going through now, whatever be your experience now, it's only for a season. Because what will honor God is that you victoriously come out of that situation. And that's very important. God is a giver. The Bible says, when God created the world, he didn't start by making man. Did he? No. He said, let there be light, and there was light. He separated the waters from the land. He created the dry land. He created the sun and the moon. He created the trees. He created the cattle. He created everything. And then he says, let us make man. In what? In our image. To do what? To have dominion. That's very important. I have created the fish. I have created the cattle. I have created the goats. I have created the, the sheep. Everything. Now I'm going to create man. To do what? To have dominion over Every other thing that I have created. God is a giver. So when it looks like there's nothing for you, it's because God is preparing something for you. Is somebody with me this morning? Our God is the God that makes something out of, out of nothing. That's why he kept saying, let there be. And the Bible says, there was. There was no challenge. There was no challenge. The only time we are told that somebody tried to challenge him, he said, ah, you are toying with 
the Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. The Lord of hosts is his name. He is the Lord of hosts of both the good angels and what? And the bad angels. Everything in heaven on earth, underneath the earth, will obey him. And brethren, if God could speak to a whale to swallow Jonah and go back and tell that whale, go and, I mean, just transport him to the place his ministry will start and leave him there. If God could speak to the ocean and say, you see, this boat must not get to that destination, must, but must get to somewhere else, unless they throw this Uncle Jonah into the sea. Brethren, God can speak to He has not stopped, has he? He still talks to trees. Do you know that? Do you know he talks to snow? Do you know he talks to what? There's nothing God does not talk to. But you are expected to talk to who? Don't talk to God. And on your behalf, he will address all situations. Tell somebody all situations. I speak to somebody's life here today. This year, God will come through for you. I say this year, God will come through for you. Every provision that you need, God has already prepared. He has prepared. He has prepared. In Proverbs chapter 3, from verse 5 to verse 10, the Bible makes us to understand that God is a giver. That's number one. We mentioned that. Number two is that your giving honors God. Your what? Your giving honors God. And when I say your giving honors God, the next thing I'm going to ask you is, you is, what do you want to give God? Can you ask your neighbor, what do you want to give God? It's very important. Your giving honors God. God has given you time. God has given you what? How much of your time do you give to God? Can you please help me ask your neighbor? Don't be afraid. Some of us are not talking. I'm looking at you. I will call you. Ask your neighbor, how much of your time do you give to God? It's very important. Remember, we started by saying God is a giver. Your giving honors him. He has given you time. Brethren, in heaven, time is useless. They don't have clock in heaven. I hope you know that. All these, your centennial wristwatches that are a million dollars, that cost you a million dollars because of the gold and uh, silver. I mean, what is on it? Is it gold? Because of the diamond. They are useless in heaven. Nobody uses wristwatch there. Because eternity has come. But here that your time can be valuable unto God, how much of it are you giving unto him? That is time. God has given you a voice. That's what the voice. To praise him. How much of your time, or no, how much of your voice do you use to do what? To praise God. I'm talking about honoring God. How much of your voice do you use? I thank God for the wonderful choir that we have. Even this is our choir wonderful. Will somebody clap for God, clap for Jesus for our choir? But do you know that there are some people in this congregation 
That if they were in the choir, they would make it better. True or false? And they know themselves. Now I want you to ask your neighbor. And if somebody, nobody is turning to their neighbor. Ask your neighbor. Say, why are you not in the choir? Amen. <laughs> the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. I'm going to bring out a very important point. How much of your voice do you use to praise God? You know, I was, I was, I don't know, I think it was last Sunday I was talking about some of our sisters that when we are quarreling with our husbands, we know the song to sing. That the man will know that you are hitting him hard. And the man will try not to respond. Try not, after a while, what happens? He will just blow out. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. What if that time you are trying to sing a song to get to him, you sing a song that will get to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? Let your husband see that, oh, there's a difference in my wife. In fact, of, of all the ways I have insulted her today, what has she been doing? What has she been doing? Praising God. Do you know that that's how your life can be a testimony? Do you know that's how your husband can say, that church you have been going to every Sunday, I will start following you. Because indeed, I see what? A difference. Instead of because the man has insulted you, you go and put that song that says, I am bad. Instead you say, Jesus is the sweetest name I know. He is always just the same. Oh, praise his holy name. That is the reason why I love him so much. Jesus is the sweetest name. Do you know that if when you sing that song, your husband can be jealous? Do you know that? But he won't tell you not to praise God, though. But he knows that the way he's treating you is not the way Jesus will treat his wife. Is somebody with me this morning? Your giving honors God. Give him your time. Give him your voice. Give him your best. Some of us here, we are intellectuals. You know what that means? You know the name of an intellectual? If some people sitting down here, if they start analyzing the Bible for you, you will say, ah, Akika. Angels are teaching us the Bible today. But they won't come. They will be nowhere available to teach us the word of God. They are satisfied with just doing what? Coming to church at, uh, when if service starts at 10.30, they will come at 5 minutes to 11. And they will make sure that exactly 12.30, what happens? When you are not available, the, the, the talents that God has given to you cannot be used. I know God is talking to someone here today. You know it fully well. I remember. I used to go to a church. I grew up in a Baptist church. And there was a time in my life I realized that the particular church I was attending and this is not pride now. There was a reason I was in that church. But I did the best I could. But I realized that 
Uh, if I were to handle the scriptures, I will impact lives much more than what's happening at that point in time. That was how I came to RCCD. Because in the redeemed Christian church of God, I don't need to go to seminary to be, called, to be, to be able to share the word of God. Is somebody with me? I don't need to say, I am Reverend Doctor, this and this and all that. No. I just need to have the Bible, share the word of God. If, my, if what I'm saying makes sense to you, go along with me. And, I began, and God brought me up into the fullness of my ministry. And I know there are some brothers and sisters that are looking at me here. You will know God has prepared you with the good knowledge in his word. You are refusing to grow by refusing to use it. Uh, it's not my fault. Though. Tell somebody it's not pastor's fault. You have to make yourself available that God might use you for his purpose. Is somebody with me this morning? God is a giver. He has given to you, but you are not giving back to him. How much of your intellect are you giving to God? The Bible says, this book of the Lord shall not do what? But thou shalt meditate upon it how often? If we stop there, when was the last time you meditated upon any verse of the scriptures? Any verse. It's very important. Thou shalt meditate upon it day and night. He said, then you will make your, your ways prosperous. You will have good success. Your life will impact others. You will no longer be a stagnant water. You'll be able to, people will come to you and say, bro, this is my problem. They say, oh, I remember. The Bible says, and you begin to Break it down. Not that they will come and say, brother, this is my problem, and you are going to give, you are the one that will give them the solution that will take them to hell. You know that's what some people are noted for? You want a solution that you know, you know what pastor will say, but you don't want pastor's solution. You don't want the biblical-oriented solution. Go to that brother. He will give you an alternative solution. You are in this church today, you will not go to hell. Amen. Somebody does not like that prayer. I say, you are in this church today, you will not go to hell. Amen. Heaven is your destination in Jesus' name. Amen. Make time for God this year. God has given you all that you need. How much of that which he has given to you are you giving to him? And of course, we have our resources. We have our finances. God is a giver. The Bible says, what do you have? That what? That you are not given. Anything you have that you are not given? Somebody tell me anything. Life itself is what? It's a gift. It's a gift. So those of us that are familiar with uh, MBA, right? The all commissioner of the MBA, something's 10. When did that man die? Does anybody know? Anybody know? He didn't die last week. He died on January 1st. Yes. He died on January 1st. Something stain, whatever stain, I don't know, whatever his name is. The former commissioner of the NBA. He, he lived up to the 1st of January 2020. And then he died. 
of course, he was in the hospital and all that. You are here. You are alive. Remember what God said unto that rich fool. He said, you fool, today your life, your soul will be required of you. He said, then whose shall those things be? Those things that you think that is, that's all that is, that is, that is about life. All the money you are putting in the, your Australian bank account. I know we are in Canada. Yeah, you are putting your, when you die, Australia will inherit it. All the ones you are putting in, what is that country in Europe where they, they still, yeah, all the ones you are putting in Switzerland. When you die, they will do what? They, they have inherited a lot of Nigerian money. That place. I'm sure somebody understands what I'm saying. The Bible says, give. And what happens? Give, it shall be given unto you. I think the message is becoming too long, right? <laughs> the question is very simple. God is honored in your victory. In the victory he gives to you, you honor him back by giving unto him all that he has given unto you.